Hey friends, fam, welcome to another episode of the Bull and Hawk Sports Show. I am DJ Benny the Bull, and to my right, as usual, the talented expert analysis will always come from CJ Hawk. Hey. And so we are on episode 82, as we will discuss the Chicago Sky, they are entering the playoff picture the tail end and as we speak they are into uh spoilers (laughs) they they went very far since that so we are into their series after the playoffs um and they are doing very well competitive games as we'll discuss later and also we have the chicago blackhawks to discuss as they have begun their season 2021-2022 season Um, and also we might touch on another basketball uh, part of the show as we have the NBA beginning the Bulls are playing uh, their final preseason game on Friday and so the season for the Bulls will begin very soon. So stay tuned. We will begin. So a little bit about the Chicago Sky. They finished this season with not the best record in the regular season at a um, 500 record. But entering the playoffs, they do have talent with Candace Parker, Kayla Copper. Courtney Vandersloot, yeah. multiple experience and talent on the team, and well coached by James Wade. Best coach in town. And <laughs> they entered against a young team, the Dallas Wings, and Where? DJ Benny and I both believed they would defeat the Dallas Wings in the first round. And, spoiler alert, they did defeat the Dallas Wings, and it wasn't that close of a... Oh. Match either. They took care of business, winning by about 15 points. And people who stood out for the sky in this one were Kayla Copper with 23 points, Ali Quigley with 15, Courtney Vandersloot with 17. Overall, the starters played very well and very successful for the sky at home. Yeah, notice that Ellie Quigley is back in the starting lineup. Uh, they've been uh, talking about her a little more recently. She was uh, not in the rotation um, in recent memory before this, so she is back in the fold, and that is the perfect place that she should that she is. She is your best uh, shooting guard, um, uh, and also it's my my opinion too, <laughs> and uh, also no, good on uh, three pointers. Uh, so you got her expertise in those departments. Um, others that might not have stood stood out yet um, are always vital to their defense. Um, good that she came back from injury is Stephanie Dolson. You can call her just Steph, <laughs> if you will. Uh, and also uh, Diamond DeShields, um, another good um, uh, defender. So Yeah, and actually not talked about much, but she hasn't getting a chance to play recently is we uh, last uh, discussed in, during the draft uh, and uh, she's not brand new through draft but she is she came from uh, another team now we have Ruthie Hubbard as well so um, you hope that you would see some of those names uh, be a part of the finals so still early um, we'll oh, yeah. still see some changes um, what I do, uh, what I scratch my head at is that the way they do it is very rushed <laughs> with the finals. The fact that they do a best of five series as opposed to, um, you know, best of, seven. best of seven, which, uh, you know, it, you know, you push yourself further. But what is that to say about like the officials or what they question their like female's ability? Well, I don't really to- know. To be honest, what the real reason is. What's the reason for it? Because I know the WNBA 
the reason for the one game wildcard was just like fast, intense, winner go home. Like, okay, that can, I can see why they'd want that. But forever though, they've had it where it's like best of three and then like best of five, and they don't do best That's of up seven. Because yeah. <laughs> I can understand it in like soccer, football, sports like that where they have to do one game because it's so exhausting. But yeah. ones like basketball, a little less intense. Can they really not do best of seven? It, why, why is that? That's true, and it doesn't have to do with what you know the what we're dealing with now with the public health. But like yeah. it's that's the way like CJ mentioned. It's always been that way, and um, it's very limiting. And mm-hmm. as a fan, just watching, um, um, there's some that don't really care. You're like all right, there's women's basketball, on. but if you are a fan of a team and of the entire yeah. watching the league, you're, you're going to notice those things. So um, if you want to put it on the level of NBA, you're going to need to make some changes and uh, perhaps uh, or absolutely make it best of seven uh, if you want to be... At least one person. round. Yeah, that's for real. And a good example of how to describe that is that you can win in three games is that correct yeah uh well best of five whoever wins free wins yeah so, so if let's say a team wins the first free it's over right so to so for example uh where we're at now as we're kind of we can uh you know game four would be um the deciding one if um game three which will come up soon uh right yeah later today <laughs> there will be um, determine um, if uh, the Sky are able to, you know, win um, the, the next game. So, and um, most sports, that, a lot of sports for me, in my opinion, the team that wins game three in a lot of best of series has the big advantage. Yes. So if the Sky can win game three, this is going to be very important in the finals. This is advance past the Dallas wins one but if they can win game three in the final it'll be very important so back to the Dallas wings before we move on to the next game I want to give credit to Enrique Agumbawale because she basically had to lead the team all by herself scoring 22 points and also Satu Salabi had scored 12 yeah but the difference was the sky were much more balanced in the rotation in scoring whereas the Dallas Wings, Enrique had to do it mostly on her back. Yeah. Sabali, I'm right next to her. Now move on to, enough to the next game for the Chicago Sky. This one was against the Minnesota Lynx. Lynx. Our neighbors. Uh, and also, uh, these games were all on W... Uh, w um, <laughs> We're on the U, um, or you can also stream it where available. But uh, yeah, they had up to the playoffs all the way up to before the finals. So most games will be, all games will be on uh, ABC, ESPN, those networks. Keep that in mind. So for um, seeding-wise, the Chicago Sky were the sixth seed, I believe. So they advanced to play the third seed, which is the Minnesota Lynx. And how in the WNBA how it works is teams have buys depending on their um, seeding. So the Lynx had a buy, and for example, teams the the Connecticut Sun and Las Vegas Aces, the two best teams, had a double buy. So they didn't have to play until after this get round. So that can be an advantage. Pretty but true. you could say that, but spoiler alert, both the teams that had double buys have already been eliminated. So how much of an advantage is it? We'll be, have to see. But. Yeah, that's very, that's all accurate. So this one took place on the road at Target Center, Minneapolis, home of the Minnesota Lynx. Yeah. And... This one, I remember to myself, because I don't think I told DJ Benny, but I thought we had a good shot to get the W. I don't think I said it was like 100% said stone, but I thought we could get the W. I didn't think it was 
zero percent chance. And we did. We have confidence in this guy. Uh, they do have the Chicago grit, and been the playoff picture um, many times. And so this was their second. Um, if they were to win, um, you know, go all the way with these playoffs, they would be in the championship picture for the second time ever. And so for the sky, so standouts, uh, per usual, Courtney Sluty Vandersloot, our resident point guard, had a high 19. And then we also uh, brought uh, the the Kalia Copper and Ezra Stevens with uh, 15, 16. And then we had, uh, I thought so, Diamond DeShields step up with 14. She was on fire for this one. This one um, I also saw live and then Candace Parker who was a little bit um she wasn't like herself but per, per usual you know your usual um scores being uh Kalia and uh Vandersloot uh doing much better and also much Allie Quigley as well as with 11 and still we had didn't have uh ruthie hubbard who's not playing <laughs> looks like for the rest of this season but um it's nice to see the the team back um 100 as for the links some talent too which in this time their their starters were uh doing uh, better than the Dallas Wings. They did, yeah. Uh, well, distributed, right? Yeah, Ariel Powers, shooting guard, going for a game high twenty-four with three 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 pointers made, so making some damage from deep. And Kale McBride also played very well with nineteen, and Sylvia. Foles, the center, had 17, along with good rebounding with eight rebounds. Crystal Dangerfield also played, but wasn't um, as efficient with, as opposed to those we mentioned. And also uh, Nafisa Collier, who is um, also newer, um, did some damage as well. Um, but we're just a little bit better. And we managed to pull off not an upset, but a victory that moves us into the next round. Oops. <laughs> Which was great. So the sky advanced now to face the number one seeded Connecticut Sun. And this is one where JJ Benny and I probably would have. If we had talked to each other, we probably would have said Sky would lose. Just because <laughs> the Sun had been the best all year. Yes, it was our time. Step big up. talent. Knuckle up and blow the roof off. And it that just that happened because this was a explosive matchup, to say the least. I'm not 100% sure, but is this like the only Connecticut professional sports team there is? Because I can't think of a single other Connecticut sports team. Well, there is. I know that they have the I know arena, UConn, but um, that's college. Mohegan Sun, uh, which, you know, that's that's the building. And I don't think there's anything else affiliated with it no, except I, for that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very intriguing. You know, other states like Delaware and oh, yeah. Maine, you know, they don't get their share of sports <laughs> necessarily in, in the pros. So, you know, like, besides that, you know, probably before that, like, you know, the college teams were the only, the, the biggest ones they have, right? So, um, and 
the standouts for the sky in game one, which was a double overtime yes. victory for the sky. Candace Parker, Epic. best game of the playoffs by far so far for her with 22 points, five rebounds, six assists, two steals. Overall, very good, efficient, eight from 15 from the field. And Ali Quigley, 19 points, very good game. And the bench was also very good, too, with Astonier Fall of 9, Stephanie Dolson of 9, and Diamond Shield of 9. So good bench performance helped in this one. Yeah, Diamond Shield is go-to uh, off the bench at Steph Dolson as well. And then the Connecticut Sun standouts include... John Quell Jones, power forward, 26, 11 rebounds, standings forces. And also, Brianna Jones, their center, 22. And then Dawana Bonner, their small forward, 13. And it's fairly well distributed, too, with uh, the bench as well, with... Um, Slightly below our average, which is for Natisha Heidemann with nine and Alyssa Thomas with seven, Taylor Charles four, and Jasmine Thomas five. So, all in all, that's what brought us to overtime, the first overtime, which was epic in its note itself. But what, yeah. I think that was one big advantage having players such as Candace Parker on the team because yeah. she's won it before she's highly experienced highly successful so she's not going to fold under overtime pressure yeah yeah and before Parker came we're a good team but we're um, a young team right so we uh, now you look at them as a more veteran team yeah. just just adding <laughs> Candace Parker yeah now they are and that's not to say. I mean, uh, Vandersloot and Quigley, I believe they're about the same year, veterans but they're too. not. Yeah, they become veterans just now, but not not nearly you know as many years as Parker has in her belt. And uh, they, I believe, they're about 29, 30, fairly right. And then Parker is a little bit a uh, few years more than that. But with that comes you know uh, championship playoff experience. Um, and just a reminder that for those who don't know Candace Parker, she is a Illinoisan, more specifically Chicago suburb native of Naperville. She did get her st- start. Um, she went to school uh, in Naperville, um, Stomping Grounds. So that's the origins. And that was a perfect fit for her to come to come back to Chicago to play for the WNBA's Chicago team, the sky, um, it's uh, full circle. I remember uh, her uh, saying that post-game interview, which probably getting ahead of ourselves, that um, she did say this is a full circle moment and uh, coming home to finally play here was a long road uh, and to have championship aspirations, if you will. It's it's big. She's been in that position uh, with the different team but now you know it feels at home being here so that's that's really cool for us to see um and she also you know it's not doing it alone right so um i feel like many look past um vandersloot you know right now since they look at parker as the veteran the the leader of the group but you know who was here before this it was slooty right so um, they do say, you know, they're, you know, one of the best duos, uh, at the moment and we, we see why, but yeah, we entered uh, double overtime and how did that go? It was very tight. And this was not necessarily a high, um, scoring game either, but they, you know, they're the second game. Yeah. They're like, you know, the, 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 the defense was definitely on it <laughs> for this one. It's just why we are where we are. Yeah. So. The Sky sadly lost the second game in a tight defensive slog against the Sun. 
And no one on the stat sheet or scoreboard really was super explosive. But eat the glossary. The best <laughs> was just saying. Um, Alyssa Thomas for the Sun. She had 15 points off the bench and 11 rebounds, six assists, two steals. Very good performance off the bench to carry the Sun to a, for them, much needed victory. And for the Sky, the point scorer highest was, as most of the games so far, Kayla Cocker with 13 points. That's right. Yeah, this was a tight, tough night for both, uh, but especially us. We, um, you know, we learned from this loss. I know we're hyping up to, you know, a victory, but this is not it. There is a few more before we clo close out the regular, um, well, postseason. So next up is their second. That was right now, right? So, so we're in the, this one, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Not this one. <laughs> All right, wait. One before Wrong that. one. But the rest of it is, uh, you know. Yeah, that was the last one. This is the one. <laughs> okay, so game three. Back at home. Was that at home? Winchest. And this was make or break for us in the sky this happened uh last wednesday on the 6th of october we're in a new month and that means we're wrapping up this season and so we play the connecticut sun once again and this one not as dramatic but dramatic for the sense of entering the postseason, um, exiting the postseason into the finals. So this was deciding for the Eastern Conference. So once again, uh, one carrying the team standouts for the Sun include John Quill Jones, the power forward, 25, 11 rebounds. And yes, so then also yeah they struggle to really um you know especially the starters dominated by john quell they also had um heineman who at 16 and jasmine thomas was again average uh not surprised 11 and so yeah that was basically all for the sun who had uh, really good uh, players on their side of the usual and moving on to the sky so the sky another great performance by the starters Kayla Copper, Candace Parker and Courtney Vandersloot were the free headed monster that took care of the sun and sent them <laughs> heading home referencing the big three league and Overall, they were just too much for the Sun to handle on the road. Great job by the Sky to take care of advantage. And I have to give credit to James Wade. He's been such an excellent coach. And I know he didn't have the greatest regular season this season with the Sky, but when they need to be good, they've been good. Yeah, he's the back backbone uh, right next to Vandersloot and Parker, right? really making this team rolling the way it is and really takes everyone else to um, copper has been very good Stevens has been very good for them so it's just a good all-around team um, I know in the beginning we we're very short 
of players. You know, I had Candace Parker was out. Vanessuit was uh, no, um, one of them too. Quickly was out too, right? So uh, we're at a disadvantage with that. But like, you know, what can we work with? And um, props to Coach Wade for figuring that out, getting us, leading us to uh, another more victories after that postseason. So we move on to the finals. Yeah, so that game, before I get too far, um, was a victory, W4. The Sky starts celebrating, which we did. <laughs> By 10 points, we clobbered, um, and we enter the championship. This is the first championship for Chicago championship running since... The Chicago Cubs, is that correct? Or if we get to the Red Stars. Um, yeah, so not too long ago, if you want to compare different sports, um, before that we had wow. the Chicago Cubs in 2016. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yes, and then the last uh, few years with the Red Stars. Last win was the Chicago Cubs 2016. That's right, last win. So those two examples. So, championship running was with the Red Stars. So. And last time the Sky made the WMV Finals was 2014 against the, the same team, Phoenix Mercury. <laughs> Rivalry set right there. And, you know, Mercury has some legends. Diana Taurasi, one of the GOATs yep. of all of basketball. And they do have uh, some really good... Brittany Grant. Uh, yes. Also, Brittany Griner, who's talked about a whole bunch. Uh, and Skyler Dickens-Smith, another bright star for them. Um, and among others. So, for us, business as usual, we have who we have. We are who we are. We have Candace Parker, Ellie Quickly, Courtney Vandersloot. Stars, we're not necessarily star-studded, but we are a, we have our, Veterans, we have superstars. I'll consider Ben and Sue superstar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but they don't necessarily push it as much as Parker, who just walked onto the team. <laughs> but um, yeah, now I'm grateful to have someone like Candace Parker, um, who has come up once again for us. And we are, we're away, formerly known as, which many call the silly. Uh, name for the building, Talking Stick Resort <laughs> Arena. They finally changed it to none other, the Footprint Footprint Center. I don't know if that's any better. <laughs> it's probably a, com- a shoe company, probably. Yeah, it sounds just a little bit. And that started on Sunday on ABC. I viewed this one on the last week on the 10th. So, amazing game. This one looked like it was possibly going to another OT. But this time, for us, facing a different team in the Mercury, once again, rivals. Um, this was just a really good game. I know it looked like it was slow in the beginning for us. We had to really uh, climb. Dig deep. Dig deep, yeah. And, you know, it, looked like it didn't look too good. But um, we finally had a lead, I know, later on in the second to the third quarter. Um, first half, you know, really just dominated, but like we we show up, you know, like we need to. So at first, who was doing that in the first half? The Phoenix Mercury, um, they're really getting some easy buckets on us, and so Brittany Griner, with no surprise, yeah, not surprising, stand out right here, uh, their center, uh, twenty. And just very good at four rebounds, just getting in there. Actually, uh, three assists, six rebounds for her. Skylar Diggins-Smith, 15, four rebounds, four assists. And then um, their bench, not necessarily the best, but um, we... It was enough, I guess. Yeah, it was enough for them. But um, they really had to have them carry 
um, the team, uh, and that also includes Diana Taurasi, one of the goats in the point guard department in all of the WNBA, uh, the legend herself. 17 uh, points and three rebounds and assists. I love that PF. The PF part. She went high for that. <laughs> so Personal fouls. Personal fouls. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, a lot of uh, personal fouls for her. It took out for a second, um, and that affected them, really. Um, that wasn't good to have her. But also, uh, move on to the sky, I know Candace Parker put herself, um, she, some good uh, acting, but I don't believe it was really acting. You needed to. <laughs> it was her, you know, she became a fence, ran through her. She was able to get um, some good um, offensive fouls um, put her going against um, Griner. So, yes, for the sky. Okay. Great win on the road for the sky. This was a key W to get because for me, when you're on the road in a playoff series, you always want to pick up at least one win on the road, which they did. Very first one. How about that? Um, yeah, Killer Copper, 21. This was really like, uh, you know, one of her best games as well. Um, Candace Parker, um, also on average, 13, um, which is usually the comfort zone as for her some nights. <laughs> and... Uh, Courtney Vandersloot, what else can we say? 20, uh, 14 assists, just a monster. Um, good passer. Ellie Quigley, 19. And, yeah, back to uh, Kelly Copper, really, um, as you will, could say, like a star-making game, you know, um, for her being in the finals. Um, and she had um, the high, she was out there at 41 minutes, which is not unusual in NBA, but usually it's more distributed uh so for her killer copper as well as um i believe courtney vandersloot yeah they are there for 40 plus minutes so you got heart yeah brought us to victory now we move on to the most recent game so far which is wednesday nights oh that was something else <laughs> overtime i was watching on campus <laughs> loss sadly by the sky but I was amazed it even went to overtime because they were down by two points with seconds remaining. Shows you the grit. And then we had to tie it up to go to overtime. And they lost, but this is not devastating by they any means. They look good in losing. They lost. <laughs> I knew they would not sweep the Mercury, so losing one game is not any killer. No, we're not shaking. And it, the Sky are going home now. Yeah. So the advantage is with the Sky. Yes. Yeah. The ball is literally in their court. So, without sounding conceited, we <laughs> did. Let's be confident. Yeah. Can't be scared. And it's the cool confidence, you know. That's what I like about the sky. You know, they're not necessarily, their players are not like boastful. Um, even with uh, Candace Parker, when she, on Sunday, game one, she had. Uh, you know how players, you know, after they do a cool move, uh, and ones. She was screaming out, and one, but it wasn't like, uh, you know, like maybe DeAndre, uh, or who is it that does that? Um, who was on the, the on the Lakers? Um, he got he got moved for it. Um, DeAndre Jordan? Not DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> he has like and his teeth. He has like grill. He has a grill, and his like he has like, dreadlocks. No, he's a younger player. Oh, sorry, I don't know. Um, oh, Montrez Harrell. Oh, there we go. Perfect example. Montrez Harrell likes to boast and kind of show off after you know excessive celebration, where Parker wasn't. It was like very light hearted, and you know she's like, "Let's go," and yeah, she didn't do that for too long. So that's why I like about them too. <laughs> and for the sky. Cody Vandersloot, unbelievable. 14 assists, 20 points. Carried the team 
along with Alec Quigley, 19, Parker, Copper, double digits as well. Yeah. The rebound department was pretty good, actually. Copper, Parker, yeah, very, Stevens, very all much. <laughs> nine rebounds. So they're there. Um, and, yeah, Ezra Stevens is very good with that. And uh, Killer Copper as well. Um, yeah, we have a strong uh, defense right here. We weren't able to get W this time, but we know that we can do it. Um, we're not, again, we're not shaking yet. We're coming back home as that leads us to modern times. Tonight, the 15th of October. Today's Friday and as we're speaking. And before we, have we go, game three. the final comment Brittany Griner had 29 points. That's <coughs> why the Suns won. Or Sun won. Oh, or Mercury, me. All right. Yeah. Now we move on to the most recent one. Which will be tonight. Tonight, yes. One Trust Arena, it's eight PM Central Time. Tidbits. ESPN two. Factoids to know. And TSN two. Yeah, the Canadian. Yep. Very ESPN. <laughs> it's good to meet on ESPN, not like DumplingTV.com or something. A real, real channel. Or a real, real one. Crunchy roll. For anime. Right. <laughs> yeah, there. Like, no one wants it. Crunchy roll. Uh, just see some like various East Asian <laughs> websites. <laughs> Don't get spyware. All right. So this is a big one. The sky. I think guy win this to take a two to one advantage lead. Yeah. Because the Mercury win, then it's not good. Who cares if we're on ESPN too? You know, we're, we're going to get some Vs, and momentum is, is on our side, right? We set the tone, and it's cool because it's not like, all right, we're dominating this yet, but, like, we have something to think about, like, going into this, um, that we, the advantage is, you know, we have it, and we're just ready to show that we can lead, right? So, yeah, we can party, party in the shy <laughs> um, if we do into that because if we do automatically that gives us another advantage on top of home home court we have the next game right will also be at home that's yes. we have guaranteed game but if we win that one that is where we really party because game four again will mean that we are champions yeah I, for me, I think they should try to end it at home oh, because definitely. it's going to be a little bit nerve-wracking if they have to go to a game five on the road oh, against the Mercury. Start shaking. That could be actually shaking time. Like <laughs> game five, the, the last Good game number, left. Yeah. Because not always does a team that has home court or home field game seven. <laughs> win a game-deciding <laughs> series, yeah. but sometimes gives them a good advantage exactly and right. teams that are especially teams that are pretty equal to like if it was a team that should not be winning and they made it to home field then it probably wouldn't work but right. this is a good one game free tonight espn 2 8 p.m central time and that's what we got for WNBA talk for the chicago sky so far stay tuned for more updates we're definitely going to try to talk about the upcoming games and party when it's time for the celebration to commence. Yes. So coming up is the Blackhawks, but we will party for now. We are now continuing on with our episode 82 coverage. We completed our Chicago Sky coverage of the playoffs so far, and now we're going to discuss the Blackhawks season has just begun. Your main event of the week. So for the Chicago Blackhawks, as you know, we've done a few different moves and transactions have occurred. We have required from the Columbus Blue Jackets, Seth Jones, for defense to make it a lot stronger. We've acquired for goalie Marc-Andre Fleury who won the Venzia Trophy last season, so he's coming off a very good year. Best goalie in the league last season. We have some more 
Defense 2 with Caleb Jones. We got Jake McCabe. Many different pieces. Tyler Johnson for forwards. Many different pieces to help overall. Are there still holes? Yes. We do still have weaknesses. Our defense as a whole is not very strong. And at times we do show inconsistencies. But the season just begun, so hopefully we can turn some stuff around. So the first game of the year was against the Colorado Avalanche on October 13th. On the road, this was a 9 p.m. Central Time game, so very late for me. And the Avalanche are one of the best teams in the NHL. People expect them to probably, maybe, win the Stanley Cup this season. They're that good. That's right, that's right. Led by Nathan McKinnon, one of the top three best players in the NHL, in my opinion. Gabriel Landerzog, Mikko Rantanen, and more. Very successful team. And now Darcy Kemper in goal, too. So... This game got off to a very bad start for the Blackhawks. Picture the word bad and times it by five. Like, worse. Unbelievably bad. Less than ten minutes in, we already were down three to zero. So the game just got going and we already were down three to zero. And the defense didn't help Marc-Andre Fleury at all in his debut for the Hawks, but he looked sluggish as well. And made some key mistakes that the Avalanche were able to take advantage of. So for first period goals, Jack Johnson took advantage. Gabriel Landazog, the captain, took advantage. And Brian, Bo and Brian took advantage as well for Avalanche to make it 3-0. But the Hawks did get on the board in the first period with a few minutes left when Dominic Kubelik, after good passes by Ian Mitchell and Borgstrom, was able to score to make it 3-1, to one, Avalanche after 1. And was it bad beginning? Yes, but they were able to stop the bleeding a little. Keeping it at 3-1 to one was not horrific. We still could have had a chance, maybe. So second period started, and the Hawks played well. Most of it, they were able to keep it at 3-1 to one until about a few minutes left in the second period when Nazim Kadri scored to make it 4-1 Avalanche. And finally, in the last period, with about a few minutes left in garbage time, basically Connor Murphy scored for a 4-2 Avalanche win. And the Hawks, at key points, looked okay. Other points looked rather bad. But this was just the first game of the season, so let's move on. Now I move to Friday, October 15th. This was between the Devils and the Blackhawks. This was on the road as well in New Jersey. And Marc-Andre Fleury, he's not, according to Jeremy Carlton and the Blackhawks brain trust, he won't might be starting every game in a row, which of course he won't be. But he won't be getting breaks here and there. So they decided to start Kevin Lincoln in this time instead of Marc-Andre Fleury. And the Devils are on the opposite spectrum of Avalanche. So Avalanche could win the Stanley Cup. Devils could finish with the worst record in the league. So they're both in different points in the season. And they're projected where they're going to finish. So the Hawks needed to take advantage. Needed to beat the Devils. Because... It's important to pick up easy W's. Not easy, but W's that you could get yeah. early on. So we were hoping for that with Hawks. And right away, pretty early on, Dougie Hamilton for the Devils had a nice sick goal right past Kevin Lincoln to make it 1-0 Devils. Then... In the second period, early in, Alex Brinkett scored, assisted by Patrick Kane and Tyler Johnson, to tie on a power play goal, which was very good, to make it 1-1. One one. And then, one of the best guys, rising star in the NHL, people were expecting big things from him, especially Devils fans, Jack Hughes, 
the number one overall pick two seasons ago. Had a really sweet goal past LinkedIn to make it 2-1. Devils, then the third period, Andres Johansson had a nice goal for the Devils to make it 3-1. And this is where it got explosive. So the Blackhawks only had a few minutes left in the game. Less than five minutes. It was probably over. I was watching this. I was like, it's going to be over. But then, Kirby Dock had an awesome goal assisted by Patrick Kane's Howard Johnson to make it 3-2 Devils on a power play. So second power play goal for the Hawks, which is really good to see. And then with less than 20 seconds in the game, Dominic Kubelik scored to tie it up at 3-3. And this was an amazing finish. I was going crazy. So happy for Hawks to get tied up. But then it went to overtime and less than one minute overtime. Jack Hughes had an amazing goal to win the game for the Devils. This one was really amazing. He pretty much was one-on-one with Kevin Lincoln, and Jack Hughes was able to use his amazing stick handling to pretty much completely deke out Lincoln, and he scored the OT winner. So the Hawks, yes. OT. after two games, they came in with one loss and one draw, tie, overtime, point. So they have one point right now in the season. Now I move to the most recent game, which was Saturday, October 16th, on the road again. This is the last road game until a while when on Tuesday... They play at home the first home game, but just continue on the road. So this one was at Pittsburgh, Penguins, Blackhawks. This one I didn't get to watch. I was doing a bowling activity instead, so missed the game, but glad I missed it because they were very crap in this game. So I'm glad I didn't have time to watch waster. it. Yeah, it would have been a waste of time for me. My friend Frank kept me updated, and he's a friend of the podcast. Frank Teruso. He let us know what was going on, <laughs> and I wasn't really missing anything. So, right away, it started. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's interesting for this one is that the Penguins came in without some of their key stars, Vanny Malkin, Cindy Crosby, weren't playing due to injury. And they still didn't need them to defeat us. So in the first period, Teddy Bluger scored 15 seconds into the game. Drew O'Connor scored less than five minutes in. Brooke McGinn scored and Danton Halen scored as well to make it 4-0 Penguins. And Marc-Andre Fleury was starting this game, but after the fourth goal, Coach Jeremy Carlton removed Marc-Andre Fleury, who was pulled, so the flower was pulled from the game. And so far in two games, he's allowed eight goals, which is very bad. And the defense was bad, but also he made some mistakes just like the first game against... The avalanche. And at this point, it was already over, but it was nice to see Patrick Kane sign up here get his first goal of the year. Assisted by Seth Jones and Alex Dabrinkin on a power play. So one key thing is that in three games so far, the Blackhawks have scored three power play goals, which is good to see, and that's something they need to prove on and do well on. So at least they haven't played that good, but at least one thing's going okay. We were on the brink of collapsing. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. um, Jason Junker scored Correct. off Kevin to make it 5-1. to one. And then the last goal for the box was already over, though. Kirby Dock scored his second of the season, assisted by Brent Angle and Patrick King. 5-2 loss for the Hawks. And so far, after three games... What do we need to look at as Hawks supporter? What have they been doing well? What needs to be fixed? So far, the goal team has been rather bad. In three games, they have allowed um, 13 goals in three games so far. And we have scored seven goals. So not awful, but not a great goal differential so far. Abysmal. I don't. I wouldn't say abysmal yet, but <laughs> no, no. Um, they have they have uh, put put some on the board. We just need to focus on defense, scoring, and 
important situations and goaltending and also coaching decisions too with um, figuring out the line and who's going to be on each pairing. But now we want to preview the most upcoming one, which is Tuesday the 19th against the New York Islanders. This is the first home game at the Knight Center for the Hawks this season. And Islanders, excellent last season. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who were the, the champions. And the Islanders are a good team. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row. And Islanders definitely could maybe do something against the Hawks. And do I think the Hawks can beat the Islanders? Maybe. But first, who is starting in net for us? Is it going to be the Flower or is it going to be Kevin Lincoln? We'll have to see who's starting. The Flower. And we'll have to see what they've been doing, Coach Carlton, to try to figure out what's going on with the defense. They did make a move transaction. They sent down Ian Mitchell back to Rockford, and then they called up someone to take over on defense. I don't think Ian Mitchell was a, the main problem. He's very young, and he, he's still growing. But we'll have to see if he can shut down the Islanders and maybe get past their defense. So hopefully next time we talk to the Blackhawks, I'll be talking about a victory. But if it's a loss, do not be shocked. Thank you.